Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Tom Reynolds, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks, Mark, for having me. It's great to have you here. Uh, Tom is an artist, architectural designer, community activist, and a TikToker. And if you don't know what a TikToker is, stay tuned. <laughs> Currently managing a small design firm focusing on community redevelopment and affordable housing design, Tom is president of Green Stories LLC, a full-function minority-run architecture, design, and digital media firm for the 21st century. Their passion is to make great design that matters. For web design, that means focusing on government and campaign websites that connect the user to the candidate or government agency. For digital media, design that matters is accessible public works. And for architecture, design that matters aims to fill a social void. And if you follow Tom on TikTok, you know what that all means, because I follow Tom on TikTok. Um, if you're not on TikTok, and it's not just a bunch of dancing girls, <laughs> it's actually a social media site that that is um, that's taking the world. It is it is everybody is on TikTok, all generations, all creeds and colors. It's all there on TikTok. Uh, it's and it's a really interesting um, social media platform. So I want to talk a little bit with Tom about that. But before we jump into TikTok and and how that works and why it works and all the stuff that comes along with that, I want to know your story, Tom. I want you to go back. Uh, to where you discovered architecture, who or what inspired you to become an architect? 
Yeah. Um, so I think my first entrance into architecture is pretty similar to a lot of other people, which is toys. Um, yeah. I had gotten a Lincoln Log set as a Christmas gift, and I had this playroom, and I just went wild. I built this whole Western city, had like little buildings, had uh, a place like for the log tie for tying up your horses and trough, and and then I started connecting them with my model train sets from one village to the next, and um, that was sort of the, my entrance into it. And I so thinking back on it even just now is. It, bringing back some funny memories because, um, you know, I went a little overboard with it. And uh, one of my semesters at school, I had this professor who we had a simple project of designing something for this small space. And I started redoing the streetscape and redoing. And like, it's like all of this had to do with getting to the site. <laughs> He's like, you get the more is more award. And I'm like, now making that connection. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that was my first entrance. And then my father was an engineer and I used to love um his all his tools that he had for his technical drawing and the books he had and um and he was an ngit in Newark that in the 80s and um you know, learning programming and stuff and i'm like taking all of his old books and like trying to learn basic and um putting it all together and sort of finding my own way in it and then my other uncle so um we all lived in this two-family house when my family came here from jamaica so my two uncles and aunt, grandparents were in the upstairs apartment. Myself, my mom, and I were in the downstairs apartment. And um, so my one uncle is an electrical engineer. My father's an electrical engineer. My other uncle uh, was a contractor. So like every weekend, there was like something happening, something being built. And I so you could not avoid it. Could not avoid <laughs> it. So like combining the architecture and the engineer, or the building and the engineering. And it's like then I came out of the black sheep in the architecture world. Did you did you know what architecture was in terms of a profession that there were architects and you no, know, what they did? No, no, I don't think I learned about the profession until maybe sophomore junior year of high school, and I was doing the NACP's AXO program, which is this. Let's see if I can get the acronym right: Afro Academic Cultural Technological and Scientific Olympics. Very good. Um, good memory. <laughs> yeah and i was competing in music composition and poetry and the woman who was running the program was like you have an interest in drawing you have an interest in building you have an interest why don't you try competing in architecture and i was like well i don't know i don't know what this she's like oh well here's this and i'll connect you with this black architect i know and you know so after a couple of months of working on a train station with him um I competed and won the silver medal at the state competition. And that's was like, oh, wait, I kind of know some of this stuff and there's a way to use it and put it into work. Um, and so my grandmother, who I was living at the time, uh, was like, well, why are you going to go into architecture? You like these other things. And so she's like, well, you're going to go to the summer program at NGIT for architecture. So I signed up. And apparently I was the only person who signed up because they canceled it. We already <laughs> paid for it. So I did computer science that summer. Um, but I was sort of at this point sort of hard-headed and determined. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do architecture now. Um, so I was looking when I was looking at colleges, I was looking for places that had something in the computer world, something in architecture, and something in music. And NGIT had a new digital music major, and they had the computer programming, which I liked, and they had architecture. I was like, okay, well, I'll start in architecture and let's see what happens. First semester, 
loved it. And there's just like no turning back from there. That was just it. And so you did architecture and computers at NGIT? <clears throat> I did architecture and actually had a, originally a minor in physics. Um, but then, yeah, the art program's just pretty heavy. So I right. dropped that and uh, just kept with architecture and sort of found ways to combine the things I like about computers, programming, the letting, trying to find ways to let the, the acts, you know, use 3D modeling and um, setting up parameters and let the program sort of put things together and see what comes out of it. Um, and since then, I've always been interested in how do you combine technology and architecture in some interesting ways. So um, using the drone to create point clouds and LIDAR scans off the iPad and meshing them together and um, still do some of the stuff where I'll set up sort of these gravity parameters and like 3D Max and shoot pilots at them and let them see where they go and see how the program organizes by some parameter I set up. Um, yeah, so I just, I find all that stuff interesting. And then also now there's like per, uh, using uh, um, generative design to come up with like layouts and stuff in interesting ways. It's, it's just it's a crazy time. And yet at the end of the day, it's like, you still have to sit down with this information, um, this sort of knowledge of the field and construction and, and this computer generated something and come out with a building or something out of that. And like, that, that just fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's it's amazing what we're living in an amazing time, yeah. right? With the technology that we have and what we can do and and the way we can connect, it's yeah. it's fascinating to me too. I I'm I love and I never got into the design side of it, uh, but I love the technology of the communication, yeah, right? and and the tools that we have to be better at what we do. Yeah, um, I I recognize that we're living in a time that is is moving really quickly and evolving very quickly. And the way we communicate and we talk uh, is changing rapidly. And those things fascinate me. But I, I wanted to just connect the dot. So you come out of um, NJIT, graduate from NJIT, yep. um, and now you're on your own. So what happened in between there? Did you go work for some firms between there? Yeah. Um, I, my, some of my, after my freshman year at NJIT, I shot out a bulk email to every firm on the New Jersey AIA list. I'm like, hey, looking for a job. Who's got yeah, what, one? What year was that? 2003. And I got an email back from this guy who's like, Tom Reynolds, Troop 12 Montclair. I was in voice scout. <laughs> yep. And he's like, come on in. I got a spot for you. Um, ended up being my old patrol leader's father. And we worked out of his attic for a couple of years before doing uh, interior tenant fit outs for uh, a large real estate development company and commercial real estate development company until about four years in when we moved into their office and handled everything for North Jersey, Southern New York and the Eastern part of Pennsylvania. Um, so I was there for nine years and it was interesting because interior tenant fit out was not exciting. I'll start there. It wasn't exciting. And Very it, repetitive, right? Yeah. Same wall, thing over and over. Outlets, lights, wall doors, outlet lights. Yeah. Um, but there's a level of specificity and there's a level of sort of knowing the building code really well so that when, you know, a large food company wants to get an office with a test kitchen, it's like, okay, I need to understand the fire yep. separations, the air, 
And my boss, he was on that. That was his specialty. And then being able to fit, you know, 10,000 square foot of program into a 5,000 square foot space. I learned a lot from that, um, which really became useful sort of going out on my own and sort of knowing I want to focus on uh, affordable housing and focus on things that are revitalizing neighborhoods. Like, okay, first we're dealing with smaller sites, smaller budgets. And it's like, I got to fit all these wishes and dreams into a smaller package. Yeah. Um, and that job prepared me for that. So when did you go out on your own? I went out on my own May 14th, 2013. So, so quite a long time. Yeah. And you, and did you start working on community development and, and multi, you know, multifamily housing right away or did you sort of evolve into that? I started, um, so I had a neighbor who was a trustee at his church. Um, and my first project was designing a handicap entrance to that church for him. And sort of then taking that to dealing with all the accessibility issues of this church, which connected me to another church, which connected me to a nonprofit that handled, um, that was a land trust for affordable housing, which connected me to a developer that, that does affordable housing um, and doing a lot of rehabs in Newark, New Jersey, East Star and Germington, the sort of forgotten suburbs of New York. Um, and it was really interesting just in getting to meet the, the contractors, the developers, the people who play in these spaces and how they fund these projects, how they, um, you know, they're never working with enough money and they're never working with enough um, time and just trying to figure out how do we create the best product and th that's been sort of my 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 journey just like getting hands-on sometimes and you know not just handing over the plans but like you know meeting with the inspectors getting on site and trying to figure out how do you we've got to <laughs> deal with one now where i got to the building and the the building's been abandoned for at least 10 years minimum there's a calendar inside the building that's still there and it's set for uh, 2000 and I think it was 2009. So that put, you know, it's been there for a while. Um, the roof is gone. The exterior, you know, this guy bought it from the city as a long-term abandoned building. And he was kind of excited. We opened the door for the first time. And I'm, I, while I'm walking up, I'm like, something doesn't look right about <laughs> the side of this building. It's, it, it, it's, it's like that. And it's, I think it was, I thought it was leaning on the house next to it. And then he opens the door, everything, all the floors, every, the only thing that's standing is the staircase. Everything is gone inside. The house is literally bowing and, did and they, the two buildings next to it. Did they think that they were going to renovate it and use it? They thought they were going to renovate it and sort of yeah. get it as is. And um, we, <laughs> we tried something at first where... We did a bunch of like these cables across the building and like had a bunch of guys just slowly winching the thing back into place. Um, but the, because it had been open for so long, the, uh, they, some of them started pulling out of the rotted sills and it's like, all right, we got to take this thing down. We can't even try to salvage it at this point. Yeah. But, you know, just trying to come up with creative solutions for some of these things. And it's been fun. Yeah. It sounds like very much a very interesting work that you do. And, and I've been following your work. I've yeah. been following what you've been doing and I've been following that project because you've been documenting that project yeah. on, on TikTok. Yep. Um, can you, when did you start doing TikTok? My first 
introduction to TikTok was my wife's 16 year old, well now 16, he was probably 14 or 13 at the time, cousin who, oh, funny, I actually have a, there he is right there. There he is. <laughs> a little, um, he was like, he was doing a dance at, during one of the summer birthday party things. And I was like, that's the Macarena. We, he didn't call it the Macarena, but <laughs> right. it was the Macarena. I, I knew that dance. So it was yep. part of my childhood. And he's like, oh, you know this? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, do it with me. We'll do it on TikTok together. I was like, TikTok, what's that? He starts showing me TikTok and the app. And it's like him and his friends. And they're, like you said, they're all dancing. That's all they're doing. Right. Um, and I joined so that I could a, see his videos and also see the one that we did together. And then TikTok is interesting because, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you're connecting with people that you know. Like you have to know the person in some way, shape, or form. Right. LinkedIn, you know, you get that second level, like start suggesting maybe one step away. But TikTok's algorithm is almost fully about introducing the people and things you would have never seen before and just saying, oh, do you like that? Oh, you don't like that? Okay, how about this? And um, so it started pushing me towards lawyers, doctors, um, and other professionals. And then it was like, hey, by the way, here's this guy, architect Russell out of Tanzania, and um, check out his stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, wait, architecture, somebody's doing that? That's cool. And I'm watching the videos and they're like, you know, they're, sim they're simple to me. And like the, the information he's giving is such, you know, relatively, not, I won't say basic, but it's like, it's stuff that we take for granted that we know, um, you know, we take it for granted that we know how big a door is or how uh you know what the the height of a window should be from the floor or stuff like that and i was like oh wait i could do this too and i signed up a business account as tiktok architect and i just started sharing this wealth of knowledge that accumulated and it's been really interesting to see how many people are interested in it yeah, it's amazing to watch you grow because I've been I've been following you. I don't know, probably for a few months, um, and I discovered you there. I I know that you're a member of Entree Architect community and you you're active there, but I discovered you on TikTok and then realized that you were a member of the community. Um, and so I've been following you and a bunch of other people who are doing it. Um, and I I have a I have um, uh, an Entree Architect account that someone else is running for me. And I have a personal account, but I haven't done anything. I have not done anything on TikTok. But I, f I look at it every day because um, I, I am entertained by it. I'm informed by it. Uh, it's very interesting. And I, and I check your feed out every day. And, uh, and I really like what you're doing. I like that you are telling the story of architecture, telling your story specifically. So, so people can follow you, what you're doing. Um, you, can, you can teach them. You can provide lessons. Sometimes those are funny. Sometimes they're pretty deep. Right, and so you're you're teaching the world about your point of view, you know, about your life, yeah. of all aspects of your life, um, and you're making a difference because of that. Because you can see that the your your followers are growing, and so other people are listening and following your story, um, and so you ha you're building this platform that you can share what you do and what you and and a lot of what you do is really important, and so by being able to share that knowledge. There are people out there who are learning things about architecture, learning things about being a black architect, learning things about how buildings stand up and fall down. Um, so that that technology, we're talking about technology, without that technology, right, without those social media tools, specifically TikTok, where, where TikTok's algorithm, you know, invites people to see things that they actually 
didn't reach out to look for. It's just sending you information that you're interested in. And if you show the algorithm that you're interested, it'll show you more of that. And so if you're interested in architecture, it'll show you a bunch of different architects and architecture. And then maybe it'll go to art and maybe it'll move to buildings and it'll sort of, and as long as you keep interacting with it, it will customize the things you see. Um, and so it's, it's really interesting. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. As architecture demand increases toward pre-pandemic levels and beyond, how are you and your architecture firm keeping up? RCAT is here to help. RCAT.com offers several free tools to help architecture and design firms like yours get work done faster. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find the right products for your projects and download BIM, CAD, and specifications right there on the same page without needing to pay or register. It's free. RCAT.com also offers product videos, catalogs, green reports, product certification information, outline and short form specification generation, and so much more. Visit RCAT.com today. RCAT.com is your one-stop solution to help increase your productivity and get more projects done faster. That's RCAT.com. A-R-C-A-T.com. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project, and get organized with financial reports, communication, and notifications. My favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects. Who has the time? But if we don't send out the invoices, we don't get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid fast online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. Go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I, I understand how you did it and why you did it. Um, how do you do it, right? Because you you have a lot going on and you and you post every day. So how do you actually integrate it into what you do? I think what's important to me with TikTok is trying to be as authentic as possible. So very often, actually I actually have two accounts. So I got my like personal one, which I do a whole lot of like very well edited dad joke content stuff with my daughter we have <laughs> I follow that too but i don't follow it as close as your tiktok yeah, architect. and it's interesting because that one doesn't do too well but the architecture one where i put i won't say no effort but much less effort because i just like grab my phone just like okay i'm here i'm doing this this is happening right now these are the issues these are the solutions we came up with um that seems to be doing really well and so i've got to constantly remind myself it's more of a um 
it's almost like you're working on a construction project and you know to make sure that your liability is covered you're just doing all the documentation you're filling out the paperwork this is sort of my version of that it's like just live documenting so even today i went down to north city hall because i was trying to deal with a permit issue i was like i actually know a fair amount about this building the style and every the history i'm going to do just a video on that it's so like just walking in i'm like okay this is a beaux-arts building 1902 it's got these beautiful stained glass roofs and let's back up and you can see the gold, the gold dome and even more fun it's been in like three batman movies yeah so, yeah i love that i love that you make those connections yeah. right that you're teaching about architecture but then you bring in you know popular culture as well to, to tie it all together yeah so it's just it's just for me it's just like just regurgitating what i what i know what i because like we we walk around and we see things and we know something about it anyway and probably more than the we'll call them the average person we might as well just you know record it and that's yeah. all i'm doing i would not be surprised if you are inspiring some young architects you know, kids that didn't know what architecture was and has and now follow you and they're like, I want to do that. It's really awesome. The messages and the comments I've been getting, especially the the private messages, um, people who didn't know about architecture, knew about it and didn't know how to get into it, trying to understand, trying to navigate, trying to get through school. Um, some that have just finished school and like trying to figure out what their next move is going to be. Um, there's a young black architect out of, uh, I want to say she's in Kentucky, who is just like, hey, I have not seen another black architect. Um, will you be my mentor? Will you help me out in this? And just say, yeah, sure, let's figure this out. Let's get through this. Let's get you licensed. Um, and we've been, it's been so much fun and reinvigorating. And it's been, for me, it's been like this, uh, uh, a daily sort of excitement to to get out and do what I'm going to do anyway. Um, I've realized in my, from the interviews I've done with other architects, we're we can be so insular. Yeah, and you know we put our head down and we just start thinking about what we're doing in front of us, and we don't share that. Um, and there's a whole generation of people in the field or wanting to get in the field. Who are looking for someone to share what they were doing and we're just like so used to just like grabbing the plans red lining them especially the solos i mean we're the, probably the worst <laughs> you know yeah. you could drive down the road and pass 10 of one person's building and not know it and all the issues that come into making it happen um from start to finish from zoning to or initial design dealing with the client and we all have great stories that come with that and i, I think being able to share that with people, with especially those interested in becoming architects, is important. So, and some of them are funny, some are painful, some are. You know, I've had stories where I'm going to uh, deal with a, a drawing issue, and the building inspector uh, looks at me. He's just like, and he makes assumptions about who I am, and I'm trying to tell him, it's like, no, I'm the guy who did these. I'm the architect who made these, and he's like. Oh, you're the architect. I didn't. It was like, I'm not the contractor. I'm here in a suit and tie. I made an appointment. I spoke to you on the phone. And yet you still have these preconceived notions. Then I've got other ones where I've got funny stories. I mean, some of them, one of my favorites, a little sexist, but the this husband and wife who are building a house for themselves. And um, they, they're immigrants. And so the husband meets with me alone. <laughs> 
we come up with a plan. I send it to him. He, we sit down. He's like, oh, I love this. I love this. But you know, before we say yes, I got to bring it back to my wife. And he comes back. He's like, ah, Mr. Thomas, Mr. Thomas, my wife, she likes the plans, but uh, she wants to make a couple changes. And I'm like, why don't we all sit down together? He's like, no, no, no. I know what she wants. I know. <laughs> We're going back and forth for I think we went back and forth for three months of it. I'm like, just all, all of us, let's sit down and go through this together. Um, and those, those sort of stick with me. And I wish somebody could have told me more about what the experience of actually practicing was like before getting in. So I probably would have left the job as that earlier. Yeah. I think it's so important for us to be telling our stories as architects. Um, for, for all of us, right? For me to be able to tell my story, for you to be able to tell your story, so others can hear those stories. So some can relate to us and maybe be inspired. Some can learn from experiences that you or I may have that others didn't know, right? Or didn't recognize or ignored. Yeah. Um, and now we're shedding light on them. Social media and technology is doing that. You see the rapid change because of the tools that we have and the ways that we can communicate and and shed a light on things that have been hidden in the darkness for a long time. Um, and so it's, it's fascinating to see what these tools can do. Um, and when you think TikTok, right? You think TikTok, how is TikTok going to change the world or how is TikTok going to, to improve the profession? But it is, right? It, it literally is changing things by the way you and others, what, what you and others are doing. Yeah. I, I love, um, so recently Javier, uh, Fuentes, he yes. just left his job yesterday yeah. um, to start his own practice. And he's documenting, he documented his process in deciding he wanted to leave and go on his own. He's documenting that, that, the, that leaving, going from a mid-sized firm to on to solo. And I'm really excited to see where that, where that next step is going to be. Um, I think it's, it's inspiring to me because I like sometimes I look at it. I'm like, oh yeah, I was there, and I, <laughs> and I'll reach out to him and be like, hey, make sure you do this or watch out for the. And it, it's, I don't know. It's just like it, it's exciting. It's just so exciting. And yeah. Having a place where I don't even have to like leave my bed to uh, engage with people who are in the same world I'm in or interested in. Um having fun conversations, tagging people in videos, sharing them, um, learning some exciting things. So like I'm having a conversation with someone right now where, where we're discussing Georgian revival versus colonial revival and are they different? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, pulling out my old history of architecture books to see if that, there is a difference. Um, yeah. Do you, do, you, do you do any other social media like as, as focused as you do TikTok? Um, maybe Instagram. I find a lot of social media, other social media to be difficult for me to stay focused on. Um, I know I have ADHD, I've been diagnosed and I've been working with that. Um, Instagram is one because it could be very visual. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok is easy, just so easy for me because it's just quick 60 second video at most. Um, YouTube was a little harder for me to, to make work. There's a lot of, I guess you would call it additional advertising. You have to sort of put in marketing yourself to find that audience. Yeah. Um, Facebook, I, and I know Facebook owns a lot of the other, it owns Instagram there. 
WhatsApp, but I find it really hard to make work for me and the way I like to, the way I process uh, the internet. Um, you know, I've got my circle of friends and I'm really just sharing to them. And, you know, the big joke that my, especially my really close friends have is that I need more architect friends and TikToks to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. The, the communities that are built on TikTok, cause yeah. I follow a lot, you know, I, at this point probably follow thousands of people. Um, and you see these communities being built up around these people and, and a lot of these people who are on every day, like you, you know, they start to have relationship, right? You have, you start to build a relationship with that person and, and when they are happy and they have good things happen, they celebrate together as a community. And when they struggle and something bad happens, they, they're there to console and to support. And, yeah. and you see that happening. And, and those are real, true relationships that are being built. Um, and so it's, it's, it is, uh, and like I said before, it is, it is every corner of the world is there, right? So there's, there's every age, every creed, every you know, color, everybody is there. Um, and, and because it serves you what you're interested in, you will find community there. Uh, so it's really interesting. What's your, what's your plans for the future? Do you sort of have a plan on where you want TikTok to go and what your what you want your architecture firm to do, or are you just going to roll with it and see where it goes? TikTok, I'm going to roll with and just see what happens. Um, I have topics I want to hit. Um, I've got things I want to do. So I started for black history month, interviewing black architects. Yeah, very and interesting. I learned a lot. Along the way, I think it was when I was on my like fourth or fifth black female architect, I realized I hit 1% of all of them. Um, so I changed the goal now. It's like, let's see how many I can interview as long as I'm here and try and get as many as possible. Um, I want, have topics I want to talk about. So I want to get deeper into gentrification. I think there's a lot of misconception as to certain housing styles automatically equaling gentrification, mm -hmm. um, where there's a, it's a lot more nuanced. And, um, you know, I, I was previously the president of an NACP chapter, a local one, and I got to see some, how housing policy plus educational policy and transportation, how all these things get interconnected and how do we advocate for them in effective ways. And I want to be able to share some of that um my practice i think i'm starting to hit like a sweet spot right now where um i get to do the affordable housing and neighborhood building that i really like for developers who have a real interest in areas and making them uh, survive um and i've also been doing some things that are starting in, in very early stages so you'll be hearing more of it but like pushing into more of that public realm, which is really exciting. Um, there's a potential small museum based around uh, a race riot that I, I'm sort of trying to get my hands in. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really exciting. Yeah. And doing some really cool restaurants. So there's one in Montclair, we're putting a retractable glass roof on, which that'll be fun. It'll be interesting to follow you on TikTok. Yeah. If anybody wants to follow Tom, it's TikTok Architect. Just you can just download TikTok and search for TikTok Architect, and you'll find him. You can subscribe and follow him, uh, and follow those stories. Before we head uh, out here, Tom, I want to ask you the one thing that I ask everybody. 
Uh, what's one thing that a small firm architect can, can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Say no. Um, I think it's really important. Uh, so I, there's sort of, to me, it seems like there's two types of people who get into business. Those who have the means to support themselves through the creating the vision, setting the groundwork. A lot of times they don't need the same level of help. They, they just need a good mentor. Um, but for the other people who don't have that, who are sort of grabbing everything that comes their way, yeah. there's a point in which you can't take everything. Um, you know, you took on 10 decks for pennies that, you know, and it got you through the last few months, but then somebody's going to come along and offer you that million dollar house. And you're going to say, I can't do decks anymore. Um, so being able to say no, being able to sort of catch on to some of those, uh, those signs that you're not, um, being respected the way you should be, um, are really important. You know, I always joke around with my interns. It's like, if anyone comes to you and says, I've got more jobs for you. Right. (laughs) That's right. Learning to say no is really important. I think you'll, especially those that are at that cusp, when they find themselves saying no to projects that they, in their gut feel is wrong, it'll work out where something better shows up. 100% agree with you. Yeah, it's exactly how we started our firm and big, big things that actually we, there were situations where we didn't, it wasn't about us saying no, it was about others saying no. And we thought the world was going to end because we lost that big job. And then right around the corner was another big job that filled that gap um, that we could not have taken if we had gotten the other job. And so it all works out the way it should work. It's yeah. uh, that's, that's wisdom right there that you're talking about right there. Uh, Tom Reynolds is his name. Green Stories is the firm. GreenStoriesLLC.com is the website. TikTok Architect on TikTok. Go check it out. Go sign up for TikTok. Just be warned, you will become addicted to it. <laughs> it is highly addictive. Um, but it's really, if, you, if you're looking at the good stuff, you're going to get more good stuff. If you look at the bad stuff, you're going to get more of the bad stuff. That's the way the algorithm, algorithm works. Um, if you're getting a whole lot of girls dancing, it's because you're watching a whole bunch of girls dancing. <laughs> so so uh, just be warned, TikTok is, is powerful. And, it's, and it is definitely worth uh, looking at. There are a lot of um, people my age, 51 I'm now, uh, that that are in the closet about TikTok. <laughs> they're they're watching TikTok every day, but nobody's talking about it. Go go subscribe. It's a it's a great tool, and uh, and and I encourage you to go use it like Tom's using it. Uh, go go share your stories, however you want to share your stories. TikTok is a great way to do that. Like Tom said, take it with you, push the button, record what you're doing, share it to the world. Um, Tom, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Thank you. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how Entree Architect Podcast will grow to serve thousands more architects just like you. Thanks to our sponsors, FreshBooks and RCAT for their support of this episode. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. 
Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L Media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. Ready to edit business resources. Live monthly business training for architects. A supportive architect community. And Simple Systems, our business system program developed for you, the small firm architect. It's all waiting for you at Entree Architect Academy membership, including... AIA Continuing Education Learning Units. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends at entrearchitect.com slash join. Enroll today at entrearchitect.com slash join. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this. I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. 
there is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.